Welcome, everybody. It's time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. With the man who knows everybody, John Gutierrez. Thank you, Paul. Thank you all for tuning in once again to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I'm your host, John Gutierrez, Senior Vice President here. We have another superstar guest today here. He's a longtime member of our chamber. He's also one of the advisors on our youth chamber, which has done amazing work in the community. Uh, Jesse Marquez, he's Associated Director of Financial Aid at Whittier College. Um, he's past president and current access and diversity representative of Casa F.A.? Casa? Casfa. Casfa, okay. California Association of Student Financial Aid Administrators. And of course, he's also vice president of the Downtown Santa Ana Feel Good Events. Jesse Marquez, thank you for being with us, brother. Pleasure to be here, John. Thank you for the invite. All right, all right. So we're going to get into some really important topics here later on as far as what is financial aid, sources of financial aid, how to apply, completing the FAFSA, and then what's the next steps. And of course, a little bit into the California Dream Act because that's important, right? Definitely. Um, for um, the DACA kids Correct. on applying for financial aid and grants, getting money, having access to money for your for your kids, your grandkids or your kids in the future is so critical, and this is why we do the Community Podcast Show. Briefly, Jesse, tell us a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? And then we'll go into how you got involved with our chamber. Yeah, definitely. So I grew up in Santa Ana. That's why I definitely enjoy being a part of the DTSA Feel Good events and promoting events there that bring culture, our culture, to the community and help the local businesses, etc. cetera. Uh, but yeah, and then after about junior high we moved over to Westminster because I got in a little bit of trouble in Santa Ana (laughs) (laughs) it's easy to get in trouble in Santa Ana so uh, my parents made the sacrifice and moved us to first Garden Grove and then Westminster so you know my junior high high school years I I grew up there and then uh, met my wife beautiful wife Lisa shout out to the wife Lisa that's right yes (laughs) and got married and you know Started my journey with my family. Nice. So, and you have children, right? Yeah, I have three beautiful daughters. Melissa's the oldest. Uh, I'm also a granddad. Became a granddad for the first time. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Nice. Little Ava. And my middle daughter is Corinne. And then my baby, is uh, my 21-year-old baby, is Alexis. No longer so, a baby. No, no, no. <laughs> Always in my eyes, though. So, yes, yes. Three beautiful daughters. So all daughters. Huh? All daughters and a granddaughter. And a granddaughter. Yeah. Wow. And when a, you have the grandson, it's gonna, they're going to get spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think they could get more spoiled than my baby, Ava. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout out to your family and your Thank wife. You. We know how important family is, which is really what we're going to talk about today, right? How to help families. Yes. How to help provide the money. I mean, I often hear that there's a lot of money out there, but people are not tapping into it right so let's dive in and and we can go back to some of the other things we're doing with the chamber and all that in the downtown Santa Ana area but what is financial aid can you share with all of our listeners what is financial aid and obviously we'll go into why it's important yeah that's a great question because a lot of times we overcomplicate 
uh, terminology. And so for me, what I like to do is try to simplify it as much as possible. And so if you just break up the two words in financial aid, I think it really helps. So the first word, financial, it's money, right? It's currency, it's dinero, right? Yes. Uh, and aid is really assistance or some help. So financial aid is not just one thing. It's a broad term that encompasses a lot of different types of aid. A lot of times we think financial aid is just a scholarship, but it can also be a grant, which comes from various sources, the state and the government as well. And even federal loans and federal work study, which is one of my favorite types of aid that we'll hopefully cover in a little bit, but it's a lot of different things, right? And then scholarships uh, come from hundreds of different companies. And so there's a lot of money out there, a lot of different sources of aid. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about financial aid, it's not just one thing, it's a lot of things. And so that's why it's important to take the most important step and that's apply so that you can see what you potentially could be eligible for. Which, from my understanding, there's a certain deadline in the year when you have to apply. Yes, there's a priority deadline coming up next Thursday. It's actually March 2nd. And so. Does that uh, change every year? Does no. it vary? No? No, uh, every March 2nd. So there's two deadlines and two applications uh, that come up every year. So the FAFSA, which we'll get into in a little bit, it opens up every October 1st. Okay. And then the, the priority deadline is March 2nd. So from October 1st through March 2nd, that's the key in getting those applications in. So a couple of reasons is number one, the Cal Grant Program, which is the state of California's grant program, goes by that deadline. So after March 2nd, um, you know, that's the cutoff. So it's important. If you, the only exception is uh, if a student is going to community college, there's an, a, a second deadline, which is September 2nd. But if you're going into a four-year college, whether it's public, private, um, March 2nd is the priority deadline. So you mentioned Cal Grants, yes. right? And and for those that are listening for the first time or may, maybe never had children go to college, Cal Grants are important, right? Yes. Cal Grant is free money. It's free money. That did everybody get. hear that? Free. <laughs> Paul, did you hear that? Free money. Well, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> free dinero. That, Nothing's that's, free today here. Well, that's so important, right? Because yeah. the money's out there but maybe people aren't tapping into it. Exactly. So the Cal Grant program is, again, uh, exclusive for students that live in the city, in the state of California, right, that are California residents. So so anybody coming in from out of state is not eligible for the, the Cal Grant program. Uh, and the reason it's important, like you said, it's free money. And then the amount that they receive really depends on the type of institution they attend. Hmm. So they, if they attend a UC system school, right, a University of California school, they get a little bit over $12,000 every year. Over $12,000, everybody. I yep. hope they're listening. Yep. Okay, and then the next category. <laughs> next category is if they enroll at a CSU, right, a Cal State University system, about $5,700 hey. every year. It's still and money. Tuition is, is lower at mm -hmm. a CSU than a UC. Okay. And then at a private university like Whittier College, which is where, where you're at, right? I work, yeah. Um, Shout out to Whittier College. That's right. Thank you for letting us borrow <laughs> Jesse today. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And Whittier College is a, a private liberal arts college for your college. Uh, and the great thing about going to a liberal arts college is that you don't have to declare your major until after your second year. So if you're like, you know, a student doesn't know what direction to go in, you know, but you know that going to school is important. That's the luxury of starting off at a, at a liberal arts college. And then 
depending on the different types of courses that you take, uh, then you'll decide. That's what happened with my oldest daughter, uh, Melissa. She graduated from Whittier College in 2013. Nice. And she transferred over from a community college and didn't know what she wanted to do. She had changed her major a couple times. And then by the time she went to Whittier, they took a field trip to the state capitol Mm-hmm. doing some advocacy work for kids and it's there that she found her passion and her calling and then pursued her her degree there and people can take tours at your Whittier College that you're at right yeah they absolutely. can reach out to you and go take a tour look at the campus speak to you right yeah we actually have a great program now where we actually have uh, tours daily and even on Saturdays oh, so nice. we extended it to the weekends where parents are able to go. It's really simple. If you go on to whittier.edu forward slash admissions, mm-hmm. you can click on schedule a tour and you can see, you know, the different uh, times and, and uh, dates that you can actually. Or reach by. out to Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. And, and you can reach out to me. <laughs> we've tagged him on all of our social media because you, you, you know, I got to say, man, thank you so much for everything you, you do for our youth chamber. People don't realize that our advisors, our, our board members, you know, they're all volunteers. And so yeah. the fact that you're providing great information and you're always there mentoring our, our youth uh, chamber, we really appreciate that. And thank I mean you. that, you yeah. know. So Whittier College obviously is a great place yeah. for uh, people to reach out to you. And I know you mentioned earlier um, when we were talking off the air. The benefits are that you have smaller classrooms, right? Absolutely. Um, right now is the best time ever to apply at a private college, you know, especially because it's so competitive now, you know, uh, enrollment rates are down uh, universally, you know, nationally, mm-hmm. you know, uh, percentage of students who actually complete the FAFSA is down as well, which is unfortunate. Yeah. And so right now is the best time to really apply to a private college because um, if you, your, your chances of being accepted are a lot higher, but then what happens when you get in is the uh, professor to student ratio. Right now we have a 12 to one ratio. So you have 12 students in the class that are getting that individualized attention and um, you know, teaching you know, and mentorship and guidance that you typically wouldn't get at a larger university, you know. Um, you know, my oldest graduated from Whittier, but my middle daughter, Corinne, graduated from Cal State Fullerton, and so we're able to compare the, the differences, you know, in both great education, but again, you, you know, um, it really depends on the student as well. So if you have a, if there's a student that needs that individualized care that's gonna get lost in a bigger public university, it's a great option, especially now because again, we're being more uh, generous with our grants. So one of the things, um, in addition, so the Cal grants, you can get $9,200 at a private school as well, again, every year. But then for every admitted student at Whittier College, they get a scholarship that ranges from 15000 to $36,000. Through the university? Yeah, through the university. Oh, wow. For all four years. That is awesome. So that's a lock. Um, so again, that's a very generous. So more free money. More free money. So come see Jesse, because there's going to be a lot of free money. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of resources, right? Yeah. And yeah. I know we laugh about it, but at the end of the day, you know, in this economy, things are so expensive from food costs. I was at an event this morning and they talked all about that, the food costs. And there's just, you know, I don't know if you want to call it winter recession or whatever, yeah. but but we're always looking to save, right? right. Or how can we be better um, of service or help? And so this is great yeah. that you're sharing. And it's sad that you just said 
financial aid FAFSA applications are down. Correct. Uh, what Correct. Is, it, are people not finding out about it? They don't know where to go, right? Yeah. And this is why we wanted you on the show. Yeah. I, I know you've spoken at some of our other events. Mm-hmm. And so sources of financial aid. Yeah. Let's go into that. Yeah. So you might... You know, now that we talked about the Cal Grant program, right, some of the free money that's available. And let me backtrack a little bit about the Cal Grant program because there are some criteria. So you do have to have a 3.0 GPA to get what's called the Cal Grant A. When I talked about, you know, the amounts that you can get at a UC, CSU and private school, you know, $12,5700 and $9,200 at a private school. Okay. uh, but then there's also a Cal Grant B. If you di- don't have that 3.0 GPA and you have a 2.0 GPA, then you get less, $1,672. But year two, you get both amounts. Mm. So the first year, you'll get 1672 And then year two, you'll get, you know, if you're a private school, 9220 plus the 1672 Wow. So that's, that's one criteria. And then there are, you know, income um, ceilings at the state uh, provides. But speaking of the state and speaking of sources of financial aid, there are many sources of financial aid, just like there is uh, many sor- many types of financial aid. There are many sources. In other words, where, where that money comes from, right? So the first source is the federal government itself, right? The federal government has what's called the federal Pell Grant program. Okay. Which, and I remember that when I was in college. Yeah. I utilized it. And, and it increases every year by about $500. So this, for, an exa- for example, this year the maximum is 6895 And the government's already announced that next year it's going up to $7,395. And again, that's another grant... So it's free money. Correct, correct. You don't have to pay it back. Exactly, exactly. And that's a misconception when we talk about the financial aid that's available is, you know, when do I have to pay it back or do I have to pay it back? It all depends on the type of aid, right? So this is a free money first, the Cal Grant and now the Pell Grant, which comes from the federal government. The federal government also... Cal Grant and Pell Grant. Let's not forget that, folks. Cal Grant and Pell Grant free money and Whittier College if you go there there's more free money that the college gives you directly correct free 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 correct <laughs> I don't want anybody watching this show and say I didn't get good information here that yeah. is great I'm yeah. sorry Jesse yeah. go on so where the money comes from the federal government they have the Pell Grant program there's, they also have what's called FSEOG which stands for Federal Supplemental Educational Opportunity Grant. That's a mouthful. That's why we say FSEOG. Uh, that goes up to $4,000 as well. Okay. So most Pell Grant recipients with the lower EFC, uh, and I'll talk about EFC. Um, what does EFC stand for? Ex- expected Family Contribution. Okay. Which is really the, the data point that the government provides when a student completes the FAFSA. Okay. So we'll, we'll spend some How time on that. How much dad can pitch in or something, or well, family, or? Not necessarily, it's a misconception, and okay. so we're okay. gonna get to the bottom of that. But most students who are, are um, Max Pell Grant eligible also get that FSEOG, which is $4,000. So right there, seventy-three ninety-five plus the $4,000 from the government. Wow. And the government also provides the federal direct loan programs, which are programs for students, and also a program for parents called the Parent Plus Loan. That's a parent loan for undergraduate students. And these are loans that you do have to pay back, but you don't have to start paying these back until after you're done going to school, 
completely. Correct. Right? Six months after. Six months. Now. Yes, that's and, correct. And, and you could be taking like one class or a couple classes and, and you're still okay, I think, right? No, you have to be at least half time. So 12 units? No, half time uh, depends on the school. Typically, it's about six units. Six units? Yeah. yeah. So a couple classes. Correct. Correct. Wow, because yeah. each class could be two units, three units, I think max four units. Yes, right? yes, depending on the type of institution. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, again, so so where does that money come from? Number one, the federal government, you know, Pell Grant, FSOG, federal loans, federal work study, which is one of my favorite sources of aid that I like to talk about because it provides students a part-time job on campus yes. where they can earn some money, not only just to pay for their schooling, but it gives them valuable work experience yes. that they don't gain from other types of nine to five jobs that they can get. Well, you know, typical jobs that students are working while they're going to school, you know, whether it's, you know, fast food or retail, this provides them real work experience in an office. And so we actually depend on our federal work study students every year because of the experience that they're gaining, you know, year one, they come in and they're afraid of the phones, you know? Yeah. You're, you know, by the middle of the first semester, they're comfortable. We've all been the there. We've all yeah, been there. Yeah. But by the first semester, you know, second semester rolls around, they're more comfortable. And year two, you know, they're like counselors. You know, they're able to That's talk great. to students and troubleshoot and then know who to transfer them to, et cetera. And so I always say that, you know, we're a small office of uh, four employees, but we have eight federal work study students and we depend on them. And shout out to our federal work study students who uh, do amazing work with us. Well, and I will say, Jesse, that is huge for these young adults that are in college. You're not just going to school, school, school. You're getting experience. Yes. You're interacting with people, whether it's on the phone or face to face, and you're preparing for what's next in your life, the next chapter. I actually worked at the outreach department when I was in college, um, and I loved it. That's actually, I would get paid to go speak at the college, at the high schools locally to recruit students to come to that college. Right. And um, and it, it, it really filled my heart. It was exciting when I was bringing these students to now go to that college, and then years later, they became teachers, attorneys. It was just crazy to run into them with their families, right? Yeah. I feel like I played a small role in that. Yeah. And so... It, it's great that these jobs are offered at the schools because you're earning your money. It's not just being given to you, right? Exactly. And the experience that you're gaining at the same time, right? The yes. valuable life skills that you don't necessarily learn in the classroom. Exactly. Right? You actually get to practice talking to a student, talking to a parent over the phone, and then face to face, you know, you have the nerves and the anxieties at first, but then you become comfortable. And then when you go over to the workforce and you start to interview, you're comfortable having conversations with professionals, right? Because you've uh, worked in a professional work environment. And so that's why I think it's a great program. But that also comes from the federal government, that federal work study program. Uh, other sources are the actual institutions where you're applying for um, admissions, right? Like I talked about our Whittier scholarships. You know, a lot of different of the colleges and universities have their own scholarships. And then the last source are the private entities, you know, that have a lot of scholarships, you know, like the Youth Chamber, right? The Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, our Education Foundation. We have, you know, thousands of dollars that we award every year in scholarships, right? Exactly. But you, the students have to actually search and look for yes. the scholarships and apply. Yes. So that's separate. But 
you know, those are thousands of dollars that are available as well. Well, what I like what you said at the beginning is, you know, what is financial aid? We went into that and then sources of financial aid. You've talked about so many different components, yep. right? Whether it's the government, right? Whether it's grants, whether it's loans, whether it's the university itself, right? Yeah. That gives you that money. Correct. So there's money in different areas. And sometimes as parents or as students, I was, you know, one of the first ones to go to college, a university mm -hmm. at my in my family. Some of my siblings had gone to like local colleges. But for me, going into like uh, Cal State University when I, I mm -hmm. went to Chico State, it was a whole learning experience, right? And so to have access to information, resources, and really where the money is was key for me. I was fortunate to be part of, back then, and I don't know if they still have it, the Educational Opportunity Program, the EOB program. Yeah. And there I had counselors right. who would advise me and I would meet with them, someone like you. Correct. You would basically be my counselor at Chico State. Right. And I would sit with you and say, okay, you can get money here, here, here. I need you to apply here, here, here. And they would guide us to, you know, I went in under journalism. Mm -hmm. Then I switched to liberal studies, <laughs> right? And then I was into poli site. And then I went into sociology. It was right. like, you know, this, this happens when yeah. you're a young college student. You change, you evolve, and you look into different areas, right? Yeah, and, and that's okay, and I think, that's the beauty of the offices of financial aid is that it's up to us to determine what you're eligible for. Because again, today you're receiving a lot of information, right? Of the types of financial aid that's available, right? Work study program, scholarships, grants, federal loans. You know, we also heard, you know, where does that money come from the various sources? It can be very complex, very confusing. And so our main purpose is to get you to apply, right? Because once you apply, then we do the work, the offices of the financial aid offices at the various colleges and universities, and it's up to us to let you know, here's what you're eligible to receive. Here's the next step, you know, and let us help you. You know, here are the resources, you know, and so we are available for counseling uh, to walk students through the process. You know, I always get families on a daily basis, you know. He's giving me the stinky eye, I got a couple minutes, and I'm giving them the no. We've got a lot of good information here that we're gonna still hit. So let's kind of move yeah. forward. Um, so we went to, uh, so did we go into the completing the FAFSA? No, not yet. Okay, let's go not into yet. that a little bit. Right, so the, now we talk about the how, right? Okay. So we talked about the what, the when, the how. Uh, is by completing the FAFSA. The FAFSA is the free application for federal student aid. And a lot of times FAFSA is uh, misutilized, you know? A lot of times people think that's actual money, but I think it's a disservice to call it the FAFSA because a lot of times people focus on, on the acronym and not what it actually is. It's an app, actual application. You yes. know, the emphasis should be on that second word. It's an application that helps determine your EFC. So we talked about EFC. EFC is the expected family contribution, which is not the amount that your family is expected to contribute towards your education. It's a data point that helps determine what type of aid you're eligible to receive. So let's take, for example, your Pell Grant, right? So you complete your FAFSA, you get a student aid report, and it tells you your EFC is zero. Now I know that you're eligible for the maximum in Pell and probably FSUOG. And then, uh, depending on your grade, right, probably the Cal Grant as well. 
So that's three, you know, um, mm. you know, different sources. All these acronyms, yeah. like <laughs> Jesse's throwing out at us. But this is why they should reach out to you. Exactly. Because exactly. there's a lot of information we're throwing out right now. And the whole purpose of these videos or these podcasts is to just quickly throw as much as we can out there, but always know that you're available, yeah. that you can be reached, right? Definitely. You're part of our chamber. I'm part of the youth, I'm in you're a youth part, advisor. Part, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're, you, know, you know all this. So I know we may not get all the details in right now. So completing the FAFSA is very important, and yes. that's the deadline that's coming up. Correct. March 2nd. March yep. 2nd. Next and that's Thursday. every year. Every year, March second, just like taxes, every like, April fifteenth. Exactly. So, so definitely, folks, put that in your calendar. Yeah. Like, you know, my son is a sophomore in high school, but mm -hmm. I'm already learning about this because before you know it, he's going to be applying for college. Oh yeah. And these are important dates. We need to know and not miss them. Exactly. That's the unfortunate event that takes place. Is that. You know, a lot of times they just miss the deadline. And believe me, I've had students, you know, in my office in tears because they're not eligible for the Cal Grant. They had the GPA. They were, they had the income under the income ceiling. Heartbreaking. But they didn't complete the FAFSA on time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now let's talk really uh, briefly. This is so important. The California Dream Act. Cause, yes. Because I know we've had, you know, a lot of students out there we've worked with who are part of this yeah. and it's so important. Let's share with the folks what the California Dream Act is. Yeah, so the FAFSA, the federal application for federal student aid, and that's for US citizens or, or you know, uh, naturalized citizens, US citizens, um, but unfortunately, undocumented students cannot complete the FAFSA. If they don't have a social security number, they cannot complete the FAFSA. But there is the California Dream Act application. And so what the California Dream Act application allows students to do is apply for state aid. So the Cal Grant program. So again, if That's you're nice. an undocumented student and you're looking at go attending at a local community college, a public college, or even at a university, um, private university, then um, you're eligible for the Cal Grant program. So complete the California Dream Act application. It, it mirrors the FAFSA in that there's seven sections, you know, student demographic information, you select your school, parent information, financial information, you know, those sections to help determine whether you're eligible for the Cal Grant. And, and you are eligible if you complete the Cal Grant and you meet the GPA requirement as well. But as an undocumented student, because you're not eligible for the federal aid, you're still eligible for the state aid. And in addition to the state aid, a lot of the actual institutions also offer uh, institutional scholarships. So like Whittier, as again, you know, we offer that, it's called the John Greenleaf Whittier Scholarship for undocumented students, and then also the Cal Grant program. So again, that's a large chunk of the money to pay for school. A lot of information, a lot of great information and I wish we had more time to dive into it. Briefly take us through what you're doing as vice president of Downtown Santa Ana Feel Good Events, because for those of you that don't know, Downtown Santa Ana is back open after the trolley's been done being built. I know I mentioned to you, I'm gonna be having uh, members of our chamber that are part of that Downtown Santa Ana, uh, those businesses be on our podcast show soon here in the next coming weeks. But you guys have done some great events, right? Yeah, we were very fortunate. We've had uh, actually our best event this last year. So it started off in 2019. 15,000 people yeah, attended? 15,000 people. Mind-blowing. Tamales? Tamales. Tamale fest. <laughs> Who doesn't like tamales, right? Paul, pa, you should have told them, bring me some tamales. Why didn't they bring some? Yeah. <laughs> 
I should write you some of my mom's. Mom, mom so, makes the best. So that's every year around what time? Every December 17th was this last year. So that third week of December after school's out. Yes. Very strategic. So yes. that parents can uh, bring their families. And tons of vendors set up. Different yes. tamales, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. We, we have local uh, restaurants. Uh, in the community which is great you're supporting all these small businesses or mid-sized businesses exactly exactly that and then we also did he say local or loco (laughs) a little bit of both a little bit of both it depends on who the restaurant is (laughs) i'll tell you what those delicious tamales drive you local (laughs) yeah they do (laughs) so so you're supporting a lot of these small businesses which is great i've been i've been to it it is an amazing event rain or shine you guys are out there yeah definitely Yeah. yeah Yeah, but we were really uh, blown away by the support that we got from the community this past year in the attendance. You know, cause That's great. When we had our first one in 2019, we had maybe two, 3,000 people, and we thought, yeah. wow, you know, one day maybe we get get five, 6,000 people. That's awesome. Eight max. And uh, this year, you know, we, we, we blew it out of the water, you know, with 15,000 people. But the entertainment was great, live entertainment. You know, I, I always invite my family. My family had a really yeah. good time with the Nothing uh, like food, music, right? Yeah. Hanging out with the family exactly. in downtown Santa Ana, right. which is back on the map, right? Yeah. So we want to encourage everybody listening, go back and support our small businesses in downtown Santa Ana. The trolley's done being built there. Go support them. You guys also held a Pozole Fest, right? Yeah, Pozole Fest uh, two years ago. Okay. Uh, very popular, but... You know, very time consuming to have Is so it? many big events because, uh, you know, yes. we're a really small team. A lot of one, work. One thing I do want to point out about mm-hmm. the um, DTSA Feel Good events, we started a nonprofit because great. we want to eventually generate enough money as a 501c3 nice. to do what? Scholarships. Awesome. Scholarships for students. And that's so, that, awesome. since that's my area of expertise, that's something that with time that we grow with donations, that we'll be able to give back to the local community. You know, students that are in need, that need that um, encouragement, right? Financial support to help them pursue their uh, post secondary education. Hockey's giving me the stinky eye. One minute, two minutes. Well, I'll tell you what, there's nothing better than giving my son some money to go to college, a little bag of tamales. And a little bowl of pozole, and there you go. Go to school, son. That's right. Right, like That's right. <laughs> a little bit of it all, right? Yeah. So, so, you know, again, Jesse, it, folks, Jesse Marquez with us, of course, associate director of financial aid at Whittier College, but also just in general, a, a wealth of knowledge. He's also our youth chamber, one of our youth chamber advisors, uh, and past president of Current Access Diversity Representative of CASFA, uh, which is California Association of Student Financial Aid Administrators, and also vice president of Downtown Santa Ana Feel Good Events, which is DTSA. Um, Jesse, thank you so much for being on our podcast show. How can they reach you? Where can they find you? Great question. So I think the best way is through LinkedIn. Okay. You can find me on, you know, Jesse, do a quick search, Jesse Marquez, Whittier College. If you go into the Whittier College website as well, whittier.edu forward slash financial aid, you'll see, um, you know, contact us and you'll see my information there as well. And then through the youth chamber, you know, go, yes. uh, go on or leave the, a comment leave a comment on our, on our video here. Let us know and we'll connect you with Jesse. A lot of great information. Folks, you know, thank you for tuning in. And we're going to see you again next week. Again, follow us at OCHCC, which is our Instagram. Um, and also follow us at Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce on our Facebook page. We want to continue to provide all these resources and support through the community. Jesse, thank you for being here, brother. Hey, thanks and for uh, we'll see you soon. And Paul, take it away.
Well, there you have it, a world of acronyms that you can only uh, find here at uh, our community podcast and the people who will help you find your way to that free money. Right here on Orange County's only uh, community radio station, OC Talk Radio, with Meet Our Community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. 